0: Hi, welcome to the first episode of the NBA Real's Podcast. Uh, keeping it real with you, I'm Pranav. And I'm Arvind. And um, we're here to talk about uh, the NBA teams heading into the All-Star break. So, basically, I saw a lot of games
1: today. So, I, I in particular, I loved the 76ers Jazz game. Uh, what uh, I noticed was, Donovan Mitchell was playing quite well until uh, overtime started. And... Uh, he was getting shut down by Ben Simmons and that's something that I really didn't expect because uh, he was shooting well from the field and from uh, the arc. So, I expected him to take over and close the game out but I uh, guess uh, the Sixers had other plans.
0: Well, I kind of expected him to get shut down by Ben Simmons. I mean, Simmons is now looked at as a defensive player of the year and with Joel Embiid's M- MVP case, I feel like he does stand a legit- legitimate chance of winning it. Uh, what stood out to me really was that the Jazz took... Uh, Ton of three-pointers and even though they don't make all those regularly, they kind of win by edging the other team out. But today, what really uh, was lacking in the Jazz's offense and even on the defensive side was uh, Donovan Mitchell didn't have a great game, but Rudy Gobert was completely shut down by Joel Embiid. Embiid dominated him on the offensive end. Even like, uh, he even ejected Donovan Mitchell in in overtime. So, I would say that... uh, The Philadelphia 76ers, even though they didn't necessarily shoot well as a team, nor did they pass well or do something really well, they defended Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and that's where the success uh, that they got has. Now, uh, the Jazz, they've lost three straight or something where they've they've, uh, uh, taken
1: more than 73 pointers per game. One thing in particular that I've noticed with the Jazz is that they win because of their rebounding and it doesn't get said much. Because I I in particular noticed this one thing uh, that they did during the game which was even uh, when when uh, mb was posting up against uh, rudy gobert he, he shot the ball and he missed and all the five players from the jazz came to take the rebound so that's that's uh, i think that's one of the key points to why they are winning a lot of games and uh, key to their success so far they they all of them get on the board uh, you know rebounding is something really underrated and it goes under the radar but uh, it's one of the most uh, important aspects to win any basketball game Any championship team is one of the top rebounders in the league. Even if you look at the last year's Los Angeles Lakers, they had really good rebounders with Dwight Howard and Javel McGee and uh, even Anthony Davis. So, uh, the the whole team had a lot of big men and I feel that contributed to their success last year.
0: True, I feel like the Jazz do have a... Um, Shad front on the rebound again. Kind of like a team this year who are bottom in the defensive side but they have a lot of versatile rebounders. Like, um, I'm of course talking about the Brooklyn Nets. They have Bruce Brown who's only 6'4 but he plays a Draymond Green kind of role. He is amazingly versatile on the offensive uh, side. He grabs rebounds like uh, today in the uh, Rockets Nets game. I noticed that he was grabbing loose balls. Uh, he didn't even let anyone on the Rockets get a rebound. Jishan Tate. Uh, John Wall He was uh, Surrounded by three people At the same time And yet he got the rebound He kicked it out To Kyrie or Harden And they got like Great shots What is right about the Jazz Is they are unselfish About rebounding Even though uh, Rudy or uh, uh, You know I guess the second leading Rebounder for the Jazz Is uh, I guess book down a bit Royce right? O'Neill, I am not sure Royce O'Neill, But yeah So they They kind of be un- They are they're unselfish They say okay We don't necessarily Have a leader But we know Who our best player is We give him the ball When he needs it mm. In the clutch But we play a very unselfish style of basketball. That's leading us to win. They're literally the first seed in the West. And uh, they have only nine losses this season. Uh, The closest being the Suns. But owing to the Lakers and uh, Clippers injuries and lack of players playing, I would say that the Jazz's record is legit, but they'll have to keep it up in the second half of the season. Going into All-Star break, I'd say that Jazz are a legit team, but we'll have to see. I I still think Philly is the better team. Today, even though um, you could argue that Uh, Philly won because of some bad calls I would say Don and Mitchell got some bad calls too So what do you think about that?
1: So Jazz uh, To address your topic, I mean to address your point Where you said uh, that uh, the Jazz Are a team that focuses on team play uh, So I would uh, Agree with that because uh, the way Jordan Clarkson has been playing off the bench this season Is uh, truly remarkable Uh, To uh, to, like look at the play Same player last year with not much uh, Playing time and uh, not much points production or any sort of contribution to the whole team last year. This year, he's really made quite of a jump and uh, he's in the talk of 6th uh, man of the year too. I think he's going to be leading the 6th man of the year
0: candidates. Candidate, yeah. He didn't have a great game today, only 10 points. But yeah, uh, that proves that he is a legitimate uh, player for them. If he performs, they win more games. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, the foul calls were, to address your point, the foul calls were a bit bad today with the uh, um, I mean, both the teams had a share had their share of unfair uh, foul calls. But uh, I think, uh, on the whole, the refereeing should be a bit more. Uh, uh, what do I say? It should be a bit more sophisticated, and it should be a bit uh, more well monitored on a whole. Because uh, when when the game is, is in such a tight position at times, it, it kinda gets hard for the losing team because when they have a legitimate chance to win. Uh, they, they, they are losing the game. The game is just slipping out of their hands uh, because of bad fo- foul calls. So yeah, you're right, you're right. But
0: I wouldn't say that one or two foul calls kind of ruined uh, the Jazz's chances. They, Joel Embiid yeah. had nearly had a 40-20 game today and he, shot, he did it on pretty great efficiency. And uh, this has been, if I might say, a regular night for Embiid. They had to game plan for this and they were clearly not prepared. If that one call was the reason... if if that one bad call that the refs made was all it took for Donovan Mitchell to get that heated, I mean, he had 33 points and 34 shots. He didn't really have a case to make that.
1: Yeah. So. So MB uh, has truly made a really good jump from last year because when the season started and when the when the Sixers were playing well, I was like, okay, this is probably this is just their normal stretch of how they start well and how they decline. As the season progresses. Yeah, 595.
0: I think they had the same record coming into... All-Star break. Uh, All-Star break last year too. But uh, there's clearly a difference. They have... And yeah. MVP, MVP is, and a DPoA yeah. candidate right now. I would say that they are the front runners of their uh, respective uh, trophies. So,
1: yeah. Uh, indeed, uh, this season has been on a tear. Absolutely. And uh, he is making a real case for MVP. No doubt. Okay. Uh, and uh, to see that the Sixers are playing uh, good basketball... But it's mainly centered around one player. It's it's kind of alarming because he's injury prone. Uh, Joel Embiid is really injury prone. So uh, when you look at it from uh, the Sixers' point of view, it's 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 kind of hard to like uh, just focus on their one player. The, the the team The team has to put in a bit more effort, especially Ben Simmons on the offensive end. He, he he is making a really good case for defensive player of the year. But on the offensive end, he is just as good as he was in his rookie year. Yeah right. Yeah
0: right.
1: Yeah, but. Uh, essentially the plan that
0: Philadelphia went for was put shooters around Embiid and Simmons and see where it goes. So, I would like to wait and see where they get in the playoffs because I've always been a huge supporter of Philadelphia but I always feel like they fizzle out during the playoffs. But I feel like this year they actually have a good shot because uh, they, they've never had such good shooting. Seth Curry is killing it from beyond the arc. Danny Green, uh, Korkmas, Milton, everyone's posting damn good shooting splits and they don't seem to be slowing slowing down anytime soon. So, I feel that the problem they had last year and all these years in the playoffs was Ben Simmons couldn't really perform and they didn't have shooters. But now, since one of those problems is addressed, we can maybe see finally what happens. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty high on Philly. And another game that I noticed that was um, pretty... Not that eventful, i just like to talk about it for a little bit because it has some personal uh, things that I felt were pretty significant. So I'm a long time Harden fan myself, so I, I watched the Rockets nets. I watched uh, Harden return to Toyota Center I liked the tribute that they gave him. it was very fitting for all he's done for the city um, And uh, if, I, if I must say, I am still a Rockets fan And it's pretty concerning what's going on here in uh, Houston Because uh, coming into today's match, there, were, uh, there was nothing much to say about the team uh, I mean there have been injuries And uh, it's been a rough patch for uh, Coach Stephen Silas and John Wall With Depot not playing for a majority of the time Christian Wood out with an injury Uh, Eric Gordon is uh, not back yet Uh, David Nwaba hasn't uh, really been in shape today He also got injured recently So I'm not giving them a lot of uh, bad marks But they haven't exactly been in great shape. They've taken 12 straight losses in a row. That's inexcusable. They haven't been exactly playing the high echelon of the NBA. They have played easier teams and yet they haven't been able to come away with a win. Uh, especially recently against the Grizzlies, they lost in embarrassing fashion. Uh, today today against the Nets, uh, surprisingly,
1: Depot and Wall had good games. Good games. Yeah. So, uh, Oladipo, although he had uh, 33 points, um, he his uh, shooting splits were kind of bad. He he shot just nine of twenty five from the field, and uh, he uh, he brought the game close at the point of time to like they were just down by ten by hitting two threes in a row. And uh, also John Wall played a classic John Wall game: thirty six points, five assists. But what this team needs more is uh, the the production from their role players. For example, PJ Tucker last season. I mean, until last season, till Haran was there, he was used as a corner three specialist and he was the best corner three-point shooter in the in the whole league. But look at today's game, for instance. He just had two shots in the whole game and he played for 31 minutes. So, here, here is one significant example of a very good role player not being used to his optimum uh, production. So, uh, even uh, Ben McLemore... Also had a decent game, but it wasn't reflected in the scoreboard. So such such instances from the Rockets are are really alarming. And uh, as Pranav said, Stephen Silas is really having a bad patch. I mean, he was he was uh, on last year. He was on one of the best uh, offensive teams of all time, the Dallas Mavericks. But uh, and coming to the season, he was expected to carry this Rockets team, irrespective of whether Harden was going to finish the season here or not. But uh, uh, going uh, as per um, how the how the Rockets have played the season, how they've panned uh, out, it's, it is it is truly alarming to see where the Rockets are headed as a franchise. Because um, now that we've also seen that Old Depot has uh, uh, declined his extension, the max that the franchise could offer, it uh, really seems uh, uh, alarming. The situation in Houston is alarming. So, yeah. uh, Houston uh, as a franchise has been successful for the last uh, decade. Uh, they haven't missed the playoffs once. And uh, uh, to look at uh, the franchise going through a very, very rough patch such as this, after especially after having a huge win streak right when Harden left, it's it's kind of disturbing and really sad and pathetic to look at.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, I didn't expect them to implode the way they did. Uh, but in a way, it's kind of fitting that Harden had to come and hand them their 13th loss of the True. season. In a very weird, poetic way, I feel like this is what Houston fans kind of... We, we deserve what we got. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't exactly trade away someone like Harden and expect to be in championship contention or whatever. Uh, I saw all the comments about uh, uh, James Harden not being needed for the culture. He, apparently, he was toxic. But uh, Demarcus Cousins said a lot of stuff and he didn't remain for the long run. So, I'm discounting everything he said. And John Wall spoke a lot. But uh, with the depleted roster, he should have
1: uh, seen uh, what to do to improve in the short run instead of... Uh, Talking smack about a generational talent. Yeah, especially when he calls in the franchise player right after James Harden left. He should perform much more than what he is doing right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, having nothing compared to the games James was having when he was in the Rockets. Yeah, speaking of amazing games, uh, James Harden had a
0: 29-point uh, triple-double today. Yeah, with 8 turnovers. Uh, yeah, he, he kind of admitted that uh, was it was his perfect game, but it was crazy seeing him put up numbers like 10 or 15 shooting. and he really was a patient. yeah. Was shooting 50% from three. I mean, I've watched Houston games for the past few years and I don't think the stat lane has ever happened. I don't think it happened last year. It was very rare. Yeah. Um, so, he's fit into the role in Brooklyn. I'm very excited to see how Brooklyn pans out. Uh, everyone on Brooklyn con- contributed. Uh, Bruce Brown uh, had 17 points. Uh, he's, he's actually on triple-double watch today. He had 8 rebounds and 7 assists. Joe Harris has been shooting... Uh, Crazy good I think he is the best Corner shooter How ironic like PJ Tucker used to be Wherever Harden goes He kind of makes His teammates better Better. And it's uh, Very nice to see Kyrie Irving meshing With the offense too Um, And Nick Claxton Has been a great Addition off the bench So this was a very good game Uh, Not very eventful For the Rockets I mean They weren't expecting To beat the Nets anyway But it's good to see That the Nets are meshing And uh, they're getting stable Right before All-Star break Uh, After the break I hope they come back When Durant returns It's going to be A scary uh, beast to watch
1: yeah, so to add on to his Harden's triple-double, so Harden uh, had a very good triple-double today with along, to go along with three steals in one block. So uh, Harden has really embraced the role of a pure point guard since he joined Brooklyn and he's not the scoring machine that he used to be. Uh, he, he's not uh, doing that on a nightly basis, but when he wants to, he definitely can. For example, when the, uh, when the Brooklyn Mets played against the Phoenix Suns, he led them to a 24-point comeback and had 38 points and very efficient shooting. So, I think James Harden is having a really uh, unbelievable season and he's on a he's on an absolute tear. So, uh, he is one player to really look out for, especially in the playoffs. Another game that I uh,
0: really enjoyed watching, it was really close. Throughout, actually, I watched most of the third and fourth quarters. I kind of tuned out during the second because uh, the Warriors had a, uh, a one-point lead, I believe. But this game was fought uh, nail and tooth it was close throughout neither team managed to get out to a lead of more than 6 points uh, the Warriors statement is, is the game I'm talking about uh, uh, both both the teams had a chance to take it to a next level uh, I think the Warriors uh, led by 6 in the 4th quarter but they weren't able to really get the lead and relinquish it immediately to a few threes by uh, Covington and uh, uh, the uh, Kamala
1: Anthony so yeah that was a yeah, so talk about the Blazers. They they mainly won because of uh, their uh, production by all the players. Five players were in double digits today and even Enes Kanter had a really good game on the boards. So, really remarkable the past few games. Kamala Anthony had a really good game today also. He was really good from the mid-range and uh, was uh, shooting contested jumpers and fairways over the best warrior defenders like Draymond Green. And he also came off the bench and he had a very uh, productive game and uh, yeah, uh, Robert Covington had a really good game too. Uh, He had 15 points and 9 rebounds but he also had a really good game defensively and uh, uh, he was a really good role player for the Blazers. He he was a really good pick from the Rockets last year and he's really adjusted to his role with the Blazers this season. Gary Trent didn't have uh, much of a good game but he did have uh, 15 points.
0: But I, I I thought that the Warriors had
1: a consistently good game. Uh,
0: the Warriors had many many players performing really well. I mean, Draymond had a Draymond game. He had twelve assists. Uh, Curry was uh, shooting lights out. I mean, he had a bad shoot uh, shooting night from three. He was five or fourteen or something. I think. But he was he still had thirty five points. He was um, coming off screens. He was being very productive. He had assisted Draymond a couple of times. He kicked it out to Wiggins. I I guess you could blame this loss on Wiggins, but Wiggins did. Uh, defend a uh, lot of the trade plays as well. I mean, he held uh, uh, Damien Lillard to a pretty bad shooting night from three. But, what I would say about the Warriors and uh, one of the things that really concerns me about them is, they have a lot of good players and they have a lot of good uh, players being run. The problem with them is, they don't get the right shot at the right time. Like, uh, today, at the, the final possession was uh, Steph Curry coming off the screen. He had a perfect, perfectly good chance to take a contested two or like step back, take a three. But he gave it to Draymond, and Draymond kind of made a uh, bad charge. decision. Yeah, he gave, He had a charge on who I want to highlight. He is the main reason why I watch this game. It's Dame and He is number two in the MVP race for me. And today was a perfect example of why he is. He should be mentioned alongside Joel Embiid in the MVP conversation. Uh, so Damon Lillard regularly, he isn't uh, shooting that crazily. He's, he's shooting 40-something percent from the field and 30 37 percent from three. But what people are calling, it's a phenomenon right now. It's game time and it's in the clutch where he really shines. He's shooting 60 percent from the field and, more surprisingly, 60 percent from three. And he's perfect from the free throw line. All this during the clutch. Yeah, all this during the clutch. And uh, this is seriously reminding me of some, uh, might I say it, Kobe-like heroics. Since I've always had fond memories of Kobe not having a great game but turning it up when it matters the most. And yeah. that's the mark of a great player. Right? Like yeah. Look at LeBron, look at uh, Durant. Everyone goes into the playoffs and they perform. Or in the clutch. It's when your team matters the most. It's when your team is down a certain point and really needs you to shine. I mean, Dame Lillard coming into the fourth quarter was 1 of 8. He shot the two to three pointers that he made after that, subsequently, were in the clutch. Last two minutes. He really kept them in the game and came
1: away with, uh, with a W and took the charge at the end against Draymond to really the game. Yeah, So, Damien Lillard has actually uh, been making a case for MVP this season with CJ McCollum out and a few mm-hmm. other injuries with Yusuf Nurkic and everything. So, I feel Damien Lillard is honestly uh, a, like a really uh, good season because with, the, with after winning the bubble MVP last season, he has, I would say, has gained some more confidence and uh, has the ability to carry a team better than how he has so far in his career. So, uh, with, with all the injuries in the Blazers, Damien Lillard has actually been really productive this season. And his shooting splits are also really nice. So, I I would make a solid case for uh, Damien Lillard to be MVP. But I wouldn't place him as high as you do. Not second. Uh, he is definitely in the top 5 for me too. Okay. Yeah. You know, I uh, That's fair. I guess you could say there are
0: other uh, candidates such as uh, uh, Lebron James or um, you know some
1: people are saying James Harden could also be in that conversation. Yeah. I don't think so but yeah. The Nets have a good record and James has been uh, having a really good season thus far. So so yeah, I guess you could say that uh, he is in the top 5. Yeah,
0: I generally don't think uh, Luca deserved the starting spot in the All-Star game over Dame. And I think Dame has been going off thinking about that. Like it's been keeping him nightside nice, face, And he genuinely deserved the starter spot. But you know, some things happened, I guess the fan vote really went in favour of Luca. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's not that much of a blemish on his career, he is still an all-star of course, but we'll see when it matters the most. I'm really excited to see what the
1: Blazers have do. Yeah.
0: yeah, so the final game that I feel like I wanted to touch on was uh, Lakers versus Kings. I saw the majority of this game, but um, it wasn't really significant. I didn't think that the Kings were that... I genuinely thought the Kings would come off with like a 10-point victory, but... Uh, They kept it really close. I wouldn't give any points to the Lakers for this. They were playing without LeBron and uh, I thought it would be an easy win against them. But credit to them, they kept it really close. It's more on the Kings side. They played a really bad game. Uh, I'm really glad they came off with a win though. Luke Walton has not been looking great. I think they're going to fire him in the next few games. Definitely uh, ahead of the deadline or maybe after an All-Star game, maybe they'll wait it out a few more games since he finally got to win. But I know for a fact he's going to get fired. Uh, But I can't really say this is a very significant game. The Lakers were playing without uh, a lot of players. LeBron, Anthony Davis, uh, Caruso, Gasol. Schroeder had a really good game.
1: Yeah, Schroeder had 28 points and he was shooting uh, pretty well from the field. But uh, what was really lacking with the Lakers was the production from Wesley Matthews. He's usually a spot-up shooter, but today he wasn't getting the stroke. And uh, even Montrezl Harrell had a monster game compared to his uh, usual nights. But uh, they, it just wasn't enough to win against the Kings. Uh, I, I think the Kings got a really uh, bad call in the fourth quarter with uh, uh, DR and Fox getting fouled out because uh, to me that wasn't really a hard foul, that wasn't even a foul at all. So, I mean, uh, the, the Lakers almost got away with this one, but uh, I think the Kings just could uh, manage, I mean, the Kings managed to hold on and get the win. So, uh, the Lakers need to make uh, improvements on rebounding especially because the only people who were in double digits in rebounding today were uh, Kyle Kuzma and Montez Harrell. So, last year, as I said earlier, the Lakers were a really good rebounding team and uh, that's that contributed to their uh, winning throughout the season and the playoffs. So, I think the Lakers really need to get going with their rebounding especially given their uh, small size, because Martin's Harrell is just six seven and uh, Dwight Howard was really a tall compared to Martin's Harrell. So, I think the Lakers really need to get going on their rebounding and their uh, offense. Their, their shooting hasn't been that good the past few games. KCP did shoot uh, perfectly from the field today, but um, yeah, on, on on the whole, uh, the Lakers do have a lot of homework to do. But yeah, as uh, Pranav said, many key players were missing with Alex Curuso, LeBron James, Mark Gasol and Anthony Davis, but uh, I, I believe the Lakers could have still gone away with the win quite comfortably if uh, uh, all the players played a bit more productively.
0: Yeah, true. Um, I like the fact that
1: the Kings finally got away, as I said.
0: Uh, I'm really glad DR and Fox finally is back to getting at least a single win. I really like how he's been playing this season. Uh, according to me, he is an all-star, but the record doesn't say so and I don't think he's very popular, but I feel like he is someone people should watch out for. He's a really great player and uh, he's giving me a lot of shades of Westbrook. and he's added a three-point shot to his uh, Arsenal now. He's playing really well. So, we'll see where the Kings can go after this. Um, but yeah, that's that's been kind of it. Uh,
1: thank you for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.